0: let's get down to business. In this episode, I speak with Rebecca Clower, who owns a large real estate and real estate management company up in Guanacaste, Costa Rica. We get into how she decided to come to Costa Rica, what was the motivating factor be- behind her starting her own business, uh, and all of the challenges, trials, and tribulations that take place for running a very large real estate company in Costa Rica. It's good stuff. Enjoy my interview with Rebecca Clower. tell me a little bit about yourself. How long, um, how long ago did you first, did Costa Rica first pop up on your radar?
1: Uh, when I was born. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Cause my mom's from, from here. Yeah. My mother's from here.
0: Oh, okay. There you go.
1: So wow. I know it's not, it's like not fair. Right. Yeah, but yeah, it's, like, um, like
0: Your mom is the math teacher and like you get A's in classes.
1: No, no. My mom, um, Ana Cecilia. They actually live in uh, Naranjo in the Central uh-huh. Valley. And uh, she started bringing my my brother and I here uh, from the time, you know, she could get us a passport and bring us back. But she left uh, Costa Rica when she was 21. Oh, wow. And she, okay. and she had to Chicago where she met my father. And um, kind of the rest is history, as they say. But it was really important for her to understand um, – our roots mm-hmm. and, and you know, she's the only, really, she was the only one who went to the States. So uh, obviously with that, you get um, uh, that, that education experience and culture all kind of rolled up into one. Sure. And she would bring us here every single year, like clockwork. She wanted us to understand where we were from and, and to know where all our family lives. Cause she's one of seven. So, oh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah. So you, did you family. grow up
0: outside, of, like, in Chicago?
1: I was born in uh, Des Plaines, and I lived in Schaumburg, and then we moved to Buffalo when I was four years old. So it's kind oh, wow. of, yeah, Buffalo. I know. I know. So it's all kind of, I remember. No wonder remember.
0: you were like, I'm coming to Costa Rica.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, I'm sick of this. So every, every you know, vacation, every summer, we would basically, like, clockwork come to Costa Rica. So obviously, um, I started coming to Costa Rica in 1978, so that tells you my age, and I've seen a ton of changes. Sure, um, I'm going on year 14 of being here, and even in that time frame, I've seen a massive amount of changes, but more so in the last five to 10 years. So, oh, it's it's
0: amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's a completely yes, different country.
1: We're evolving. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I say, look, it's it's much more livable. Like, if you want to move oh, yeah. to Costa Rica now. I mean, forget it. it. It's a million times better. I mean, uh, just oh, yeah. as far as the ease, if you're transitioning from the States to Costa Rica.
1: Well, even I mean, to do this podcast. I mean, we couldn't do this. I don't think about 10 or 15 years ago. I mean, we didn't even have decent internet at the beach until really five years ago, I feel like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that when I moved here, I didn't even have internet at my house. I had to go to my office 10 100%. minutes down the road to have uh, somewhat, somewhat good, decent, internet, nothing such as high speed, but we take whatever we could get back then. And, you know, dirt roads turning into paved roads and things like that. So.
0: I mean, I tell people it, it is really, almost, it's hard to believe. But when we moved here in 2000, we bought our first cell phone, right? We lived mm-hmm. in, in Manuel Antonio. There were simply no phones available. It wasn't like you could get a phone. There were no phone lines available. There were no cell phones available. They were not available. We paid how long ago there were what What's how that? long ago? This was in two thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. There so there that, was I was in
1: oh six. So yeah.
0: yeah. We paid five hundred dollars for our first phone with a line. Five hundred dollars. Right. That's crazy. Now you can get a phone and a line in five minutes. Like it's amazing, right?
1: What was the five hundred dollars for? Is that a deposit? Oh,
0: it's because well, first because he was like milking us gringo prices, right?
1: <laughs> That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> no, but it was there were no lines, right? So it was like, where are you gonna get a line? There were no phone oh, Yeah. It, it, you know, we went to Issei. It was like, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, we'll put it in.
0: When's it going to be ready? Mm. Three years, four years, nobody knows. I,
1: I um, believe it because my grandmother took it took my family seven years to get my grandmother a line. So People have
0: no idea. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, crazy. literally,
0: I, I say when they opened up, I mean, just a little bit of competition, just the slightest bit of competition, which is, you know, two other providers coming in to Costa Rica have made all. The, I mean, it is amazing. I just there's high speed line in Manuel Antonio. We have. High-speed internet internet line at our house in Manuel Antonio fiber optic line. I mean, yeah, a-
1: we're getting fiber optic right now where I live, so that's pretty oh. exciting. I know it's gonna it's a game changer. Game it is a
0: game changer. <laughs> well, you it was always on your radar. Then you were you knew you were coming back. It was just a matter of time, really.
1: Not you. really, actually. I mean, I'd come here every single year. I came here to visit my family. Um, I lived in, gosh. In 1996 I lived in uh, San Jose in Curioat with my aunts and I and I studied at a language school that no longer exists in San Pedro. And Wait, whoa, I just whoa, loved whoa, whoa.
0: You studied a language school? Uh, you didn't grow up speaking
1: Spanish? I did, but you know, I forgot a lot. You have to understand growing up in Buffalo it's not very cultural. And there was like <laughs> literally one There was like one Latino in my whole school. It was in like, a very white bread school. So no, I, I had I, like I get one. That 100%. No, it's true. It it was. True. I get it. 100%. I had one, yeah, I had one Puerto Rican, yep. and I was the half that didn't look remotely Latina. So, you know, between the the blue eyes and and whatnot, it's just it didn't really. It wasn't a, it wasn't a dead ringer for but that. The main you know.
0: question is, do you still watch the Bills?
1: Oh yeah. Because they're
0: having a great season wow. this year.
1: Listen, I've been with the Bills in good and in bad. It's like getting well, There's married. a lot it's of a bad. Carousel. No, let's just say
0: that there's all bad.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was here in the '90s too. You know, '94 four Super Bowls in a row. That was that was very sad. So.
0: Absolutely brutal. Absolutely. Yeah. Brutal.
1: But no, I love the Bills. They're playing on on Thursday, so. I know. Well, the um,
0: the other guy I had on this podcast is from Buffalo, Phil, uh, who runs a, a travel agency down here. He grew up. Oh, in Buffalo.
1: Funny. Well, you need those. to put me in touch with Phil because there's very few of us Buffalo people. So. But yeah, <laughs> I grew, the thing I grew about up Buffalo, in Buffalo, and
0: their fans—they're rabid fans. We I are. Mean, I, would, I mean, yes, they we are. are.
1: We're on another level. I mean, we burn like you know the what do you call it? the the things that sod come on. I can't think of the word in English. <laughs> so. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the wood pallets? things. Thank you. The pal—they yeah. burn pallets at at the. Uh, at the games, at the you know p- people before the games are like burning everything, and I remember going to one of the Bills games and I'm like, are they burning pallets? Sodly. Cool. it was bizarre. It's, so <laughs> it's so cold they had to burn stuff. We need an open fire. But yeah, it's um, it's an awesome town. People make fun of it, but the people from there are genuine, Absolutely. and they're good people. They're some of the best people on earth for sure.
0: Absolutely, I, I 100% agree. The people I've met yeah. from Buffalo are fantastic. Um, but it's and it's funny because. I fully expect from no other city in the United States when I ask, except maybe, I don't know, Kansas city or something, but I, when I ask a, a woman how she's liking the football team under no other city. Would I expect them to like the football team except Buffalo? Exactly. I was fully convinced when I asked that well, question, We that grew you were up going to like the bills.
1: We just grew <laughs> up with, with sports. It's like, it's so damn cold. All we have to do is enjoy our sports and we have very good food. But other than that, we have, you know, for lucky, we see two or three months of summer. So the yes. rest of the time, we focus on our sports and we're hardcore sports fans. So, you yeah. know, like I say, even living in Costa Rica and with all the technology we have, I can't leave my sports teams behind. So I've got so NFL Game Pass. What was the game thing Pad. that
0: was like that when you were back in the States with the one thing where you were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. Or what was that thing?
1: <laughs> you know, I worked in real estate in Tampa, Florida. Um, I was in the flipping game when things were good. And that's basically what afforded me to be able to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't move to Costa Rica when they're in their twenties and we ha- you know, you have to figure out what, what am I going to do to be able to stay here and, and, and make a living? Um, yeah. you know, my, my life has changed a lot since I moved here initially, but I don't have any regrets. I have, uh, two boys that are now nine and almost 12 and, you know, they were born here. And I think it's so awesome that they get to grow up and, uh, they go to a bilingual school and speak two languages and, you know, they'll appreciate yeah. that. I think later in life, because it's just what they're used to. But, um, you know, yeah, I they don't were, appreciate,
0: trust me, there's a zero appreciation now. They right? don't,
1: they don't really appreciate it. Not at those ages, but, um, no, I mean, there was the trigger really for me was, um, I was getting burnout. You probably heard it a lot from people mm-hmm. and it's not that I didn't like what I did. I just don't think I liked the market that I was doing it for. Cause I didn't really change jobs. You know, right. I'm, I'm a realtor in Florida and now I'm a real estate broker in Costa Rica. And the difference here is, um, I work for me. And I formed my own business uh, in year two that I was here. The first year I worked for Remax and I started my own business and um, basically formed a property management company and a tour and travel agency in the last five years so we could be basically a one-stop shop for people. And so that's why I did what I did. Um, But I had to change gears because my background was more investment real estate Mm -hmm. in Tampa. So I did a lot of house flipping and and, Assignment of contracts and foreclosures and things like that. Well, you probably know that that kind of market here isn't what it is in the States. So I really well, had to yes. do, you know, a complete, <laughs> you know, like 180, something. Yeah, it's a complete like, 180. What am I going yeah, to later, right, yeah. I gonna do here? And so I focused more on the retail end of things. Um, and I have also dabbled in, in commercial as well with certain clients doing commercial developments. But, uh, we have a different clientele, you know, I'm not selling to someone that's coming here because their child needs to be in a certain school district or because I'm moving for a job, Uh, you know, people are moving here for a lifestyle change. So that's, that's basically what I do is I help people change their lifestyle or uh, investment properties. Um, We manage 65 in six different beach areas. So, you know, obviously our goal is to help people get the best return on investment on their vacation rentals, which is the majority of what our clientele is.
0: So. Now, how'd you how'd you end up in that area? Like what made you choose that versus, you know, Manuel Antonio or another beach town?
1: You know, I actually really love Manuel Antonio a lot. Um, I had a really dear friend of mine that lived down there and I used to go there it's pretty much like clockwork. Um Honestly, it was it was a few different factors, but mainly it had to do with education for, you know, in the future, I was thinking that I wanted kids. I didn't have kids when sure. I Initially moved here. Um, All of my family, for the most part, lives in and around San Jose, so it probably would have made more sense for me to be out by you. But I just really fell in love with Guanacaste. I liked the fact that I was, you know, 45 minutes from the airport. I liked that um, the weather was—it's more predictable up here. Um, And you know, but yeah, those other factors like medical, like being close, somewhat close to a medical clinic, hospital. Uh, having options for kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Because when I got here, I basically, you know, was pregnant with um, my first son within the first couple of years. So right. those those kind of things were just important to me. And I'm sure right. you know, back then, 12 years ago, there's not really options for private schools, bilingual schools down south, everything has changed now. But back then, that's basically what was my driving factor. I mean, I'm really happy up here. Um, but I definitely like other parts of Costa Rica. I visit many, many parts. Uh, the Central Pacific. I make the Osa Peninsula my one spot every year. I that love I that.
0: To. Isn't OSA the best?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I just love to disconnect down there and just get away. But even then, when I started going there, it was no cell phones and AMFM radio only. And now I get <laughs> now I get cell phone signal in my in my jungle lodge. So I don't know, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. But 100%. I like it down that, there. Yeah. For sure.
0: I mean, I, I love the OSA. Um, but I can't imagine living there. Right. I mean, like the OSA for me was like when we first went there, I, you know, we were here for like a year. when We went down and visited and I was like, oh, my God, this is a mate. Like we need to move down here. Like we could live like off the grid. You know, you get those crazy ideas. But now like, oh, my God, I would like I'd kill myself like that. No way. <laughs> you know, I uh, like
1: Osa, But when you're there, I tend to go on low season when there's less people. And, yeah. and sometimes that lets you see like, okay, this is what it could really get like and crazy rivers that you have to cross and just some oh, totally. things, that, you know, it's great. If you weren't in my position where, you know, you like, obviously with my business, I need people. So I can't be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, I need, we we work in the tourism industry. We need tourists. Um, and then on top of that, you know, if you have kids or you care about your health and you're like in the middle of nowhere, I mean, that, those are kind of things that can't make, be permanently in the middle of nowhere or off the grid. So yeah, those are yeah. those are things that obviously matter to me. So.
0: I mean, when we moved, you know, we lived in, we first lived in Manuel Antonio when we came to Costa Rica and we moved to, to San Jose specifically when we were going to have uh, our son Owen because we were just like, do we want to live at the beach? It's not that you can't. And I think Manuel Antonio for families can be a decent spot for sure. But for us, it was just, I mean, there is like a decent private school, but for us, just the idea of a super, I mean, it's just really small town. I mean, all the beach towns are are relatively small when you think about it comparatively to, you know, to places you live in the States. And it's like, we just wanted more options, you know, and actually it's come to fruition now where we had them in a school and we weren't super happy. I mean, we we're okay with it, but we weren't super happy. We wanted to change and it's possible to change, right? There are tons of other private schools you can go to, you know? So there's lots of options. We were looking for more I mean,
1: it's like San Jose, San Jose has a ton of private school options. Um, yep. In our area, we have four now, which I think is great uh, mm-hmm. for upper grades, you know, whereas before we only had one. So you can see yeah. it's growing, the demand's growing, the families are coming in here. The school, yep. actually, that my children go to, it's called La Paz Community School. It's it's uh, in Flamingo Beach. Yep. They, um, that school started uh, 11 years ago with 50 students, and they have 330 now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it's grown, you know, tenfold in a very short amount of uh, time. And I think that just goes to show you that there's demand for that. That families are coming here, and sure. it's not just people looking for a one or two year sabbatical. I mean, most of the people, you know, our turnover rate is very small because most people are looking to be here long, long term. And, you know, the Tico population of the school is pretty high too. So that's the thing that keeps it more stable and less turnover. So.
0: Absolutely. um,
1: I think it's awesome, but I think it's great that we have more choices throughout the country and not just in Guanacaste. You know, I always tell my clients like go around and visit different places and see what calls to you because there's no one right answer, you know, different strokes for different folks. Well, it was hard
0: for us. I mean, I, I, you know, I have friends and people moving it down to Costa Rica and, you know, asking me about, well, where, where's a good school? And I'm like, look, there are a lot. Uh, it's it's all kind of your f- feel and what works for you as far as money and convenience and location and all these sort of, it, it's it's really complex. Picking a school for, for sure. parents, parents freak out about it, including myself. I mean, we kicked it around for like six months. It was crazy. Um, no, it,
1: it's a serious decision. <laughs> yeah, well, and like also giving birth, like there was no private hospitals when I had uh, my children right? Yep. Not, not near here anyways. So I, I did the San Jose thing and, you know, I went a month before I was due and I just kind of, you know, kicked around and was living in San Rafael de Escazu and, and lived in a condo I was doing the city thing for like two weeks. And then I went and had my, my son and this, you know, my, my younger son who's nine um, my parents were, were living in the central Valley at the time. So I just stayed with them for the same thing, a couple of weeks. Yep. And waited until until, um, you know, it was his time and and hung out there a little bit and then came back. But we have options now. And there's there's a medical clinic. Uh, there's a private hospital in the area now. So I have some friends that have had their children there. And they've had really good experiences. So it's good to know that now we have those options, not just the public hospitals.
0: Now, when, when you picked that area, were you specifically going to be... You were just moving there and you hooked up with... Was it Remax? Or did you you go there first and then work on getting the job. How did that work for you?
1: I actually, I sent them over my resume and walked into their office in 2005. Mm -hmm. I walked into their office and told them that I was going to be moving to Costa Rica next year. Nice. And you know, the thing is, that's pretty good timing
0: right then. Right.
1: Yes. Yes. So I gave them my resume. Um, I spoke to the broker there at the time, which was Chris Simmons. And, um, and yeah, he gave me a shot. I mean, I also gave my resume. I walked into a couple other offices, but they kind of stuck out at me. Um, after a year, I wanted to go out on my own, but there was no opportunities within REMAX to get into a REMAX franchise in that area. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to go out on my own in 2007 and start Blue Water Properties. And um, and the rest is kind of kind of history. So
0: Well, it's funny, 2007, that's right about crashy time. So you, <laughs> you entered kind of in the wrong time.
1: It wasn't the best timing. Uh, The one thing that did get me through the bad times was the property management. Yep. Because, you know, you're stuck with a property no matter if it's a good market or a bad market. So the one thing that kept consistent was the property management side of things. It was a monthly paycheck. I wasn't getting rich by any means. Sure. um, But at least it was, you know, paying the bills and. And we, and we rode the, 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 wave, the good ones and the bad ones. And, you know, finally things started looking up in, in about 2010, 11 is when things started picking up a little bit here. It goes, it goes in different waves and whatnot. So
0: now, now did you always way. want to do the property management or that was just like, well, the market's completely tanked. Let's offer this. Cause we see, a new um,
1: thing. the property management actually was a proposal from a client of mine that I sold a property to in 2006, right? Yeah, so I it, mean, I could, it totally
0: fits hand in glove, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah and, and basically, it was my very first sales and agent in Costa Rica. It was a five bedroom house in Tamarindo. It was a block off the beach. And I knew it was going to be a cash cow. And I, you know, I had done property management in Florida, so in Tampa. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a completely random thought. It was just my client said to me, Hey, can you manage my property? And I said, sure. Well, how hard can it be? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, well, it's very hard. But, it has its days. And especially with all these fun changes we've been having lately, but, sure. um, and I thought to myself, well, yeah, you know, it's a nice house. It's a great first property to have. So why not? Yeah. That one property, um, you know, started it all and, and now we're up to 65. I could have had probably, Well, you always, you always
0: as you were selling them the property, I mean, you already built up the trust, right? And so then it's a natural. Exactly. Kind of
1: thing. Exactly. And actually most yep. of the, most of the properties that we manage, I've, I've sold most of them over the course of time. I'd say sure. 90% of the properties we manage have sold over the course of the last sure. 13 plus years. Yep. And so we have that relationship, not just from the buying or selling standpoint, but also from, you know, managing their property this yeah. entire time. So yep. that's, that's, it's, it's definitely a relationship, relationship built business for sure.
0: Yep. How do you find you get most of your clients? Are they just walk into your office or you, they find you yep. online and then contact you that way and you go through that process?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, I have been in a situation where at this stage in my life, most of my business is referral business. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the beginning, you know, it was a lot of internet leads networking, but now, you know, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. It's, it's mostly referral. We get a ton of leads on the internet, but I have a team of nine other agents. And so I give them, you know, I give them the leads I'm building their businesses now. But at the beginning, I was definitely, you know, very dependent on the internet of my broker in year one. Um, But I feel like, you know, social media has been a game changer for us because we didn't have that before. So,
0: now we do. Let's get into that social media a little bit because uh, I know you're starting a YouTube show. Uh, Now, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Um, We're still playing around with an official title. But um, we think it's going to be Dreamcatchers, Costa Rica, and nice. you know the basic. That, those are actually my my agents that helped me with that. We went around the conference room table, and I said, "I need you. I need your help. I need you guys to tell me what you think the name of this show should be." So we've seen a lot of stuff. Okay, I've done yep. about nine shows now for HGTV. I've been on House Hunters International. I've done Trump Bargain Hunt. Um, I did a show in Canada called Live Here by This, but. I feel like everything we ever see, if it's not about green tree frogs or sloths is about real estate. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, how about the probably number one question uh, is really about lifestyle and work. So what am I going to do? What can I do? Because my, at least my clientele base is not retirees. It's mostly people that are still waiting for their children to to get, you know, to college or get out of college. And so, A lot of people are just trying to figure out you know what can i do if i'm going to sell everything in the states what can i do when i come here not everybody has a job that is um a remote job absolutely you know but i do have a lot of clients like that and i think what a great job they have i have i have clients that are authors i have clients that do copywriting they can do that anywhere in the world i have people that work in the financial industry that can also kind of be wherever um but some of us unfortunately don't have that uh, advantage, right? Uh, sure. So you say, okay, well, I'm going to come to Costa Rica. What am I going to do? And so I'd always worked in, in real estate. For me, it was just a natural transition to work in real estate here. Um, so that's what I did, but, uh, but it's interesting, especially with my first guest, she happened to be such an, well, she's an interesting story in general, but she overcame a lot of things, came out to Costa Rica as a single mom with four children. Mm-hmm. which is very gutsy and then to start a business and start her life again and be as happy as she is and you know i couldn't be more happy for her i i on purpose did a woman entrepreneur on my first show because i i think that's i don't want to call it i think we're the strong link but i think it's kind of the the one thing that people don't think oh i can start a business mm-hmm. um and make it be successful and make it be number one on TripAdvisor. and what does she do how did she get there So I think it's a really cool story. um, So you're going to follow
0: basically one person each episode. That's the idea? Exactly. That sounds cool. Yeah.
1: So basically we're going to meet up with people and we're going to make sure to switch it up. So it'll be very different types of businesses. Natasha owns the teaser is basically she owns uh, a restaurant that she created from scratch called the Surfbox. It's number one on TripAdvisor. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been so popular. She oftentimes has lines of people waiting to get in and she has uh officially told me that she's going to expand in tamarindo and i met her because she was my tenant uh back back in in 2000 oh gosh 2011. sure so that's when i met her and then she moved out a year later so yep
0: well i mean i think no doubt i mean obviously i'm talking to you through a podcast that i get contacted literally every day from people asking questions there's an infinite number of questions that people have about moving to Costa Rica and certainly the schools and kids and all that is a big, big part of it. Along exactly. with, can I work? How can I work? You know, my standard reply for most people, cause I get a lot from, you know, the under thirties, you know, who are looking to sure. kind of have an adventure and for them, I do recommend, Hey, try to get virtual work. Right. For um, sure, Because from a standpoint of moving here legally, it becomes very difficult Otherwise, it does. Right?
1: It does. I mean, obviously, well, besides the fact that she ended up having her fifth child here in Costa Rica, Natasha was yep. a resident beforehand. But um
0: well that I know. would say that's the easiest way, just have a baby here.
1: <laughs> the anchor baby, as we call it. It's terrible. Anchor but, baby. Yeah. Exactly. Anchor baby. yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, obviously, not everybody has the advantage to just get here and and be eligible for dual citizenship like sure. I was, but at the same time, um, I feel like a lot of people, especially when you're on chat forums, they just love to cut down people and be like, Oh, it's terrible. You need be here legal to work. You know, absolutely. Oh, it's
0: terrible. It's literally I terrible. Say, I had, I, you know, I'm on those, I'm pretty active on those, um, the Facebook group. People
1: groups. are mean. There's a lot of trolls.
0: They are, it is troll, troll city brutal. I literally, when I see somebody get beat down, I literally send them a private message and I'm like, don't worry about it. Costa Rica is not like this Facebook group.
1: Oh my God is actually
0: super nice. <laughs> you know, I feel like um, it's a
1: lot of just angry retirees sometimes. And I don't want people to think like, this is how we all are. Cause it's not, I was 28 when I moved here. Yeah, um, sure. but in my mind I had a plan, but even, you know, like I say, I had to get my residency just like anybody else had to get the residency because when I applied for my residency, the laws had changed. So I couldn't even apply, even though my mom's Tika, I couldn't apply via my mother because she had to be under 25 and she never registered. Yeah. And she never registered me as a, as a citizen born abroad. And so because she didn't do that. Okay. I, I had to go through the process just like anybody else. And I started with regular rentista residency, which is, you know, yeah. Which, you know, is a restricted class uh, of residency but I had to go about doing it somehow. And yep. then I knew that if I was here long enough that I could turn that into permanent residency. Sure. The only thing yeah. that fast forwarded me was that I was pregnant a year later. And so I was I was automatically el- eligible for permanent residency. I I got right. my, I didn't get my citizenship until uh, five years ago. And it took a long time to get it because the laws changed and then I had to take a test and I could never get past page 10. I was always stuck on the San Juan River and the geography. And I was just so busy. And, and then finally my, my immigration attorney calls and she's like, Oh, Becky, you don't have to take the test anymore because um, they've changed the laws.
0: What is the law now? I I should probably get my citizenship. What is the law about? I mean, I've been a resident for God. I don't even know 15 years or whatever.
1: Yeah. So, well, I was like you,
0: I had the rentista we did it the shady way. You could pay a guy (laughs) who'd go and get the stamp, you know, or do it, whatever. We got it done back in 2001 or whatever well, they, and they then we just got the real the one once my son was born right so but it's like oh, okay. yeah so I've had that whatever for you know 13 years. They,
1: they basically they changed um the age the minimum age requirement and that's that's how I was able to um get my my citizenship without having to take a test.
0: So you got it through your mom, basically.
1: That's correct. So they right, changed gotcha. the law for kinship residency. I applied via my mom. Uh, and then my my dad got his citizenship in like six months. I'm like, what's up with that? But anyways. So wait, you're saying easy that easy. I
0: need to take that test? Is that what you're saying?
1: You will have to because of the way- I'm out. You get I, I'm
0: definitely not test. taking that test. You'll
1: never get past page 10. I'm kidding. But no, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, it's not like we have to sing the national anthem and you have to do- Different you know, different things, in this case, I just didn't have to take the exam, right. but it took its time, and it and, you know it, it does take some effort, and it took me a lot of patience because it took years and years, and part of that was on me, and part of that was on the government so but you sure. know i got I got there and i'm I'm happy and i and I just voted actually for my first time in the last election, so that was kind of fun cool. and uh, yeah, interesting so
0: <laughs> so you got you got the show coming out on YouTube, but it's not out yeah. yet, right.
1: No, we're actually, um, we're editing it. We hope that it will be out before, uh, we're hoping the next two to three weeks at the most. Okay. And what we're going to do, our goal is to get at least two shows a month uh, out there. And again- That is ambitious. That's ambitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to do two a month. We're trying to keep it around 10 minutes. It's not like a House Hunter show that's 22 and a half. But we're going to follow a format You know, I, my background is actually television reporting. So being in front of the camera is not, it doesn't bother me. I like it. It's fun. Right. But at the same time, I have to convert myself more into the reporter because I don't talk really about me on these shows. The show is not about me. It's about the people in our community. So, and I'm willing to travel along the coast to do shows just as long as I can do a few at the same time and seeing if we have good success with it here in our area, we're hoping to expand it to to other areas including the central valley and the south pacific etc so maybe i'll come down to your area and interview you but (laughs) um but i think so far i have a little teaser i'll share with you the teaser um it's really high quality um you know cameras hd everything it it looks great and just a lot of amazing drone shots and scenery of this of this particular area but not just only this area i mean uh, all the great different microclimates that we're accustomed to. And, you know, we're near, obviously, Rincon de la Vieja and Arenal Volcano and the sure. areas south of us and the Central Valley. So all of that is going to be highlighted in the show because even though I live in Guanacaste, there's so many other yeah, parts of the country that's that one that of I the best in. things about
0: Costa Rica. You can get around everywhere quick. Yeah, a, yeah
1: you know, and I own property in the central Valley too. So it's, it's, you know, it's not just here that it's happening, but this is, this is obviously home for me. And so, sure, and then you got to show exactly. people how
0: you come in and, and shop at price smart to get your stuff. And <laughs>
1: while waiting for price smart to come, you should have seen my car yesterday when I came back from San Jose, I went and I came and went yesterday.
0: Oh you did? oh you man, that's brutal. I, we used yeah. to do that back in the old days. No, yeah. way.
1: I left I'm at 4am and I got night and I, my cat, my car looked like a clown car but how to do how to do it. But we have, oh, we have Pricemark coming to Liberia across from the really? airport. So oh. we're super excited. It's under construction right now, so.
0: I mean, I, I eventually, when we, we still had a business in Manuel Antonio, but we were living here in San Jose, and I would just fly. I mean, I like flying. I like being there in like 20 minutes. You like the
1: little crop dusters. I, I love you know, them. I've done it plenty of times. Um, but yeah, I'm not, it's not like my, my favorite unless – you have to understand, we get some crazy winds in Guanacaste sometimes. Oh, I know. So I I, know. Yeah, I refuse yeah. to fly in like the gale force winds and, you yeah. know, crazy time of year. But right now sure. is a beautiful, beautiful time of year all over the country, really. So.
0: <laughs> but I, I, I do – a pre- maybe the, the listener at home doesn't appreciate what 10 minutes of video takes. Uh, but it's the amount of effort to edit, professionally edit 10 minutes That's of practice. video. It is basically a full-time job. Do you have like full-time staff doing that for you?
1: Well, okay. So I have a a videographer. He actually is out of Mm Esparza. He started with me doing some professional um, real estate photography. And he's been really awesome. And he's grown over the years with me. I mean, he started out with real basic, you know, real estate videos. And and he's since evolved and has like this amazing drone. And he's always improving with, uh, you know, the technology that he has, which is really what, for me, makes your show seem more professional or something Absolutely. I was doing on my iPhone. Um, yep. He has really amazing cameras and yeah, I mean, I, it's, I'm doing it like a real show. I mean, I have a hair and makeup person, you know, we're, we're, we we have, you know, we're going there with him, no, but you you know, the I don't effort, have, man. That's yeah, but it's not like house hunters. I don't have a sound guy and a camera guy and another camera guy. It's not, it's, it's not like that. This is like a low budget, but well done. Sure. So I'm not paying anybody to be on the show, but they're getting a ton of advertising out of it because I have a YouTube channel it's being promoted on the YouTube channel and and we're, we as as my company Blue Water Properties is is paying to promote the the show itself. So sure. we're really excited because I, I I got so much positive feedback just taking f- photos of filming, put mm-hmm. it on my Facebook and I was inundated. It was crazy, like totally unexpected. I inundated totally it. with it, it's crazy. I was inundated with um people that wanted to be a part of it, wanted to know when it was airing. Um, It's so
0: funny. I'm shaking. I'm only shaking my head because literally my wife and I tried to do this. What my son is, he was one. So this was 12 years ago. We had the idea. We knew we know a woman in Colorado who works for with like a, a TV production company. And we were like, let's get, A show about our life because our life is crazy here running the business we're in San Jose got a business down. let's do a show about our life and how crazy Costa Rica is and we actually had a guy following us doing all this sort of stuff but dude it was going to cost so much money and the head and I was just like for us to we actually filmed for like a month and just to get it all together the tech wasn't to do it on a budget I mean, you're still putting in a tremendous amount of time, energy, but the budget. Time and
1: energy, mean, yeah. It's a budget. $20,000 um,
0: to do it. You can do it on a lot l- less. It's oh, possible yeah, yeah. now. Like, this is the we, right we're time. We're doing now. it
1: more in a shoestring budget for sure. But Rainer, um, in all fairness, I've given him a ton of work over the years. And sure. he, you know, it's kind of like, I'll scratch, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. He's been amazing. And he does such awesome work. And he's very patient. And he's doing this because he sees the future potential, not because of what I'm able to pay him at this moment. I think he realizes that this, this could turn into something really big. And, you know, like I said, I, my, my passion, I mean, I went to, to the university to be a news reporter. I thought I was going to be the next Katie Couric. I never thought I would be in real estate. I never thought that I would be on TV because of real estate. So my life has completely changed. I also never thought I would use Spanish for anything. Like all these things that I just never thought I find it so ironic that I'm in Costa Rica. And my mom even says that to me. Like, I can't believe that you're here in my country now. And, you know, in, and my, the country. Will, <laughs> in my country, our country. But she says, in my country. <laughs> um, yes, mom, we're in country. But, you know, she forgets sometimes that I'm also... Uh, Tika. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she, uh, but she also is very excited to be able to be here with me, with my um, with my, uh, my, my children. And, you know, she just finds it ironic that they were born here. And so, you know, I think, uh, like I said, they'll appreciate it. They'll appreciate it one day, but yeah, we've, uh, we're lucky. We're lucky to, to be in this, in this country and do what we do.
0: Very fortunate. I do think your, your timing is perfect for this type of show. Um, the only other thing I've seen like it was, um, a guy named Aaron who lives down and over by Malpais, I think. Um, but he did a cooking show here oh, in funny. Costa Rica. That's and awesome. And he would really nice, beautifully put together. I mean, this thing was solid. Look it up on YouTube uh, about cooking in Costa Rica. Uh, same sort of thing. But even more, so, like his idea, it, he, he did it and it was just nicely done. But yours, your idea for you building that relationship with people before they even contact you, I think has a tremendous, uh, tremendous. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've gotten a lot of clients from, have I gotten a lot of clients from, uh, house hunters? Sure. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely not where the bulk of my, my clients come from, but I think that's gaining more and more popularity. But I think that this show, you know, it's funny when, I guess what people don't realize is that as as a real estate broker, it's not just about buying property. It's also about, job opportunities about like you said schools where you know these are number 1 and 2 questions is about at least in our area sure is jobs if you're not purchasing for investment it's about jobs if you're not retired yet okay yeah. and if you have children and you're bringing a family down where are my children going to go to school these are these are you know important important things i think jobs is trickier and that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to focus on something. We have enough real estate shows out there. We have enough Discovery Channel shows mm-hmm. about sloths and monkeys. I wanted to do something real with real people, not reenacting like I do in House Hunters. Right. And and really be like, oh, hey,
0: are-, are you saying House Hunters isn't real?
1: <laughs> I'm saying most reality shows aren't completely real. No, I will. You you know what? I will give credit where credit's due. The House Hunters, in most cases, there they've been. In almost all of the cases except one show, they've been my clients. Right. That I did sell a property to. Right. Do we see properties that perhaps we didn't see on our initial tour? Sure. Yeah, sure. Because sometimes the ones we've seen yeah, are sold and there's or whatever, people in there right now. Yeah. Yep. So we can't really get back in there because that was a year ago or five months right. ago or whatever. So um, so no, this is as close to real reality TV, talking to real people with inspiring stories with People that wanted a change in their life and they were looking for something different and they figured out how to do it. And I think that's the thing that's kind of inspiring about the show is they're going to show you that, you know, if you have a dream and you do your research and you follow through, because, yeah. you know, starting a good. business is not for everybody Absolutely. or even buying into one. Most yeah. people fail. The people that I'm having on my show, by the way, just so you know, are people that have been at this for years and are mm-hmm. successful. Not people that bought into a restaurant and were gone one year later. Yep that's not, you know, or people that have just started in their new business. These are people that have been here for several years that are, that are making it work. So
0: what do you tell them when they ask you, what are the biggest you know, problems or challenges about running a business here in Costa Rica? What's your, what's your standard answer for them?
1: Uh, getting <laughs> well, the, the, the,
0: the smile. I can only, I only know cause I live here. You just Why have to,
1: it's not just one simple answer. Come on. Um, I would say staffing is number one, Mm -hmm. because I think there's a lot of great trusted type attorneys and, you know, accounting professionals. I think where we lack, at least in Guanacaste, okay, in the Central Valley, it's easy to find bilingual people with work ethic. In Guanacaste, we still have a little bit, it's like more Pura Vida here and, Mm -hmm. and, you know manana culture and so the manana culture is what kind of kills it you know you're like okay be here at nine and everyone said that's a tico thing i said yeah but it's it's like more tico when you get to Monacaste. um (laughs) more Tico. i
0: like it is
1: so it's like the skilled it's a skilled set
0: sure it's
1: it's it's finding let's let me be more specific bilingual people it's like i need someone like me yeah good luck with that i need someone like me that can speak spanish and english fluently pretty much evenly that's a really hard, um, that's a tall order, but you know what? I have such an awesome staff. It took me a few years to get that awesome staff put together. I'm not going to pretend like the business always runs itself, but it pretty much does at this point, but I'm very much involved in all my businesses. Um, but you know, we've grown from one property to 65. I have a big staff. I have 25 employees. I have nine real estate agents. Um, we also have a tour and travel division. So, you know, we, we, just dealing with the government you stuff. Do tours too. <laughs> tours too. I know. Tell me about it. So yeah. So we. Uh,
0: what made you do that? Yeah. Was that just people were asking um, for it, and you were like, "Well, no, I got Here's to the
1: thing. Anywhere. Right with property management, we get asked. It's like as soon as they book, what's number two question? Can you, Who's going to pick us up from the airport? Can you let us know about fun activities to do for sure? So yeah. I I actually created uh, the the tour and travel agency, which is Blue Water Adventures. Yeah. We bought a few vans. We employ um, we employ uh, you know our own drivers and guides, and and we're able to operate a lot of our own tours. We're on TripAdvisor, yeah. and uh, and we're licensed by ICT. and and you know I think what makes it successful, and the reason we did it was to be a one stop shop. So we could incorporate client services, quality control from start and, Well, that, I
0: mean, I was just going to, you hit the nail on the head there. It's just, it's quality control, right? It's like, if you hire Frank, Frank forgot, Frank didn't, he's late, you know, and exactly. you're having to deal with issues. Exactly. Then, you're still going to have issues, but at least they're your guys, your Exactly.
1: Issues, you know? Exactly. And we have, we have a 17 passenger van, 11, uh, 12 passenger van. And, you know, we have some amazing bilingual people that work for us. And actually my fiance runs that side of the business. Um, and he's from, he's from here. He's from Leveria. So he's worked in the tourism industry since he was 18 years old. So he knows, he basically taught me everything. I begged him to please run that side of the business so I could have less to do because property management and real estate really are time consuming. And I didn't need one more thing in my plate. So he's been awesome. He runs all that. Um, and because he does have that background, he worked for some of the biggest companies in Costa Rica, like Swiss Travel, and um, sure. you know he, he freelanced for a lot of the other big ones like Tam and uh, a lot of the DMCs and, and things like that. So he, he you know, Cat uh, and some of the other bigger uh, tour tour companies, and he basically taught me so many things that I had no idea about. And so um, we grew enough that I was able to hire two full time people to manage that you know that side of the business. Yeah. and uh, and he does logistically everything uh for the tour and travel company but it's a, like i say it's a lot of fun because people um like i said we're, we can at least guarantee that people are going to have a great time from being picked up at the airport in a professional manner in sure. a new van with air conditioning and, and things like that just things that maybe we take for granted but yep. um you know just being licensed and insured and following following the rules but we yeah. do it on another yeah. level you know we have a great team so
0: it's funny because I, you know, this is you live you live in Costa Rica, and when people come to visit or you're friends of friends, I literally, literally, right before I got off the phone on onto this call with you, I was on the phone with a guy who's in Costa Rica for like five days, and he wants to go somewhere, and he's like, "What should I do?" You know, it's like, okay, we should but make the, Like literally over the years, I have like a um a, a Dropbox link that's got, and that link has, you know, Matt, what I, I him, I'm sending in my Manuel Antonio, but that link has, you know, where to go. Here's maps. Here's the ways map. Here's the thing. You know, it's literally got all this stuff where I can just send a link and be like, I'm that's not awesome. here.
1: You're <laughs> like, here's my mock itinerary. And that's, that's probably <laughs> exactly. get a lot of friends of friends asking me like, where should I go? What should I do? I'm like, oof, first you have to say how many days do you have and what's most important to you? Because it's really hard. You know, like there's some people that come to Costa Rica and never hit the beach I know. And like me, when I go to other countries, I could care less about the beach because I, I live at the beach. Hey, so, live at the beach, yeah. you know, it, it's like, what do you want to do? Are you doing more city thing, more mountain thing, more jungle thing? And, no, and I mean, that's of, like
0: a whole, that's a, that, as you know, that's a whole business right there. Just doing that, yeah. right? Um, yeah.
1: And I think too, like people say, oh, you live at the beach and that's a slower lifestyle. Absolutely it is. But, but I'm always busy because yeah. I, I run all these businesses. So I always tell people you can be as busy or unbusy as you want exactly. to be. If you want to just come here and you know drink margaritas by the pool or at the beach, you can live that life. Uh, it's sad though. I feel like I have barely gone to the beach lately, but but I take my time to do that, and I avoid Easter week and Christmas week, and you know, or just I, I go to San Jose actually sometimes during Easter week. Sure, and no, there's you nobody catch there. A movie or whatever, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, doing my city things like go to Office Depot and.
0: I mean, I, I say like when I moved there. to Costa Rica, I wanted I moved, I literally moved to Costa Rica because I wanted to like work as little as possible like what's the way I can not work yeah. at all right literally like live off the grid and you know
1: just we always want to do that <laughs> I thought I'd work less okay this is what I tell people because it's the truth I don't I don't think I work less I
0: actually yeah. think
1: sometimes I work a little bit more but no I but, work
0: we work 10 times more
1: <laughs> we do because we run businesses but that's yeah. that's our prerogative and that's our choice right but I love what I do so I don't yep. feel like it's a job job and exactly. on top of that If I want to take a vacation, like I did a real vacation for the first time this year, I went to Europe, which I haven't done in fifteen years. I can do that. The boss can leave; you leave everything set up, and you're like, I'm not asking anybody for permission. So there's something beautiful about being your own boss. Sure, there comes a lot of responsibility with that, but but I do have job flexibility when I need to, and and that's that's mostly what I like about it. But like I said, when you get a, a great crew working for you it makes your life a lot a lot easier as well
0: so tell, tell me have you uh just because it popped in my mind just now about um the idea well i guess the first thing is as a as a female have you ran into specific challenges being a woman here in costa rica um,
1: a being a woman i think well maybe not specifically with the people at my um office, It's just learning about how to get things done in the country sometimes. And, um, you know, I think that people respect me in the area. I think one of the things, and that's so much about being a woman just in general is, is trying Mm -hmm. to speak Spanish. I think that's really important. A lot of people come here and they'll never speak Spanish or, you know, uh, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like my pet peeve people in the States that don't speak English. So it's like, I would never move to another country and at least not try to speak some decent conversational English, or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, English. Yep. So I think that's one. But no, you know, I think that um Juan Acosta is very well known for uh, cowboys and, you know, uh, cattle ranching and, and machismo. It's kind yeah. of like something. Well, that's what good. I was getting
0: to. Yes, exactly. The machismo. Um,
1: no, when I first when i first came here i think i, I scared people more than anything because like okay there's did like you get this called screen. gringo when you
0: first came down
1: <laughs> yeah but i'm still i'm so they actually you know what they call me you know what my nickname is it's the what? matcha la matcha. <laughs> that's what they call me the matcha. and i'm like why brown hair but it's not so much about your hair color um it, more about the blue eyes right got the yeah. matcha whatever but um but no i i find that um the attitudes here have changed a lot in the I last agree. decade. Yep. And I think people respect you more when you're a woman and you run a business. Um, and, and I luckily, like I say, I, I, I try to run a tight ship. I think everyone looks, you know, respects me because I try to be a good boss, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I also call a spade a spade, but yep. in terms of women, I don't, I don't feel, um, I have a lot of great people that help me. To be perfectly honest with you, most of my company is women. So, you know, I have a lot of women, not that I don't want men working for me. It just happens to be that the women outnumber the men because of the types of positions and jobs there are, Uh, housekeeping, for example, you know, where it's maintenance, all all guys. And, you know, it's not that I wouldn't hire a maintenance girl because actually one of the providers that we use for air conditioning is owned by a Mm -hmm. woman. So I like that. I like that. And she's a single woman. And I respect that too, because, you know, basically... Um, I've been there and, and I know what it is to have to juggle kids and a job and everything else. So, you know, so I say like my, my life has changed drastically since I moved here, but I don't regret, um, anything about it. I mean, I, you know, I, um, was divorced many, many moons ago, seven years ago, but I'm getting ready to, to, uh, get married next year and, uh, and he's from here. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how life has changed, but it's brings so many good opportunities also. Um, yep. from things that didn't seem so great from before. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Final two questions for you. Yeah. Best thing about Costa Rica.
1: Oh, I think that's pretty easy. The lifestyle, the
0: lifestyle, weather,
1: yeah. the people, <laughs> that was, there was three, Wait, things. That's three things. That was three things. Sorry. Okay. I'll go, I'll go for, I'll go for the lifestyle then. There
0: we go. Yeah, it can be, but I, I tell people, look, it's what you, you know, it's, it's what you make it right. If you want to work hard, trust me, you can work hard. You can, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is just, you have to be flexible to change. I I mean, when I moved here, you know, I was 20 something and you have different priorities when you're you're 20. Don't I know?
1: Well, I'm like you, I was in my twenties when I moved here and obviously I was, I was in my twenties, I was married I didn't have kids. I mean, you know, yep. and nobody ever thinks, you know, fast forward that you're going to be in a much different position and have kids and be running businesses. And, you know, like I say, that's why I don't regret anything about it. But Costa Rica, um, you know, always say it's not a utopia and I know, you know what I mean, but I don't think any place in the world is, but I think Costa Rica is, exactly. I really think it's the people lifestyle that make it awesome. And that's why I'll never leave here. So.
0: Whoa, now don't say, don't say never, never. Yeah, never, never.
1: <laughs> I don't think I'm going anywhere.
0: But the thing I I think, um, well, I guess it's the world over, right? But we, the people have changed in Costa Rica. Costa Rica has changed. We talked about that a little bit ago, but it's changed drastically in the last 10 years. And I think the people have changed with it. I mean, people have, you know, we joke about it because my, you know, my mom's been coming visiting us for, you know, the 20 years and how there used to be trash on the side of the road and stuff like that. And that doesn't really happen anymore. Like people used to just huck stuff out the window, but I look at the States too. People, you know, growing up, we would huck stuff out the window. Everybody would, right? But we've all changed as a society. We've gotten better, you know? I
1: think Costa Rica, you know, they paint themselves as an eco-friendly place. So it's like, you can't keep preaching that and not follow up on that. And so you need to practice what you preach. And, And even here, we have beach cleanup. We have, we're responsible for the roads. People adopt a highway. I mean. It's funny because some things remind me of the states sometimes, and you're like, okay, that goes with the good and the bad. Like when I see an adopt a highway sign in Spanish, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! And I think to myself, like, that's so gringo, but it's awesome, you know, <laughs> because people, somebody's sponsoring, you know, yeah. for the road to be looking great, and you're thinking that's awesome. And I agree with you. There's less people throwing trash out their window. The schools are are, are trying to push, you know, being uh, socially responsible, and so mm-hmm. you know, the education has shifted uh costa rica is is this green destination um you know his his change and what makes uh, think about all of us who indirectly or directly work for tourism yeah i mean we we need to keep up with that with that message and even little things you know little but um animal rights and things like that i mean they punish people now for animal rights they didn't used to do that it was such a norm to you know the, the the dogs now i mean and i know i know junior kim but like the dogs in the bed sometimes they like, get the dog out of the bed and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like i guess that's a little gringo but isn't it it's like more american type to it, is, it is it is you know and I you've don't heard like it all my dog in the bed because there's no room but you know he starts in his dog bed and then he gets up to my bed but you know it's funny because that's the one at costeco and him. that's like the, get the you know animals belong these animals outside. outside
0: right yeah no exactly. but he's
1: totally he's sappy now he's warmed up to the, to these puppies and there, And he adopted one of them from Liberia I mean there's like guatas to like another 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 level, but yeah, that just goes to show you the changing attitude um, right. of people, including him, including him, because I'm sure he was raised and I know that for a fact with that kind of mentality that Absolutely. dogs yeah. should be outside, but no, I mean you know they make their way they make their way up here on the bed too so
0: no I mean it's one of the it's the great thing about uh, this is my current uh, theory on on the world culture, our culture, Western culture, at least, is with the advent of internet and everybody having access to, you know, everybody at the same time. Yeah, there are maybe there are quite a lot of negatives about it, but really the the rapid pace of social change that can take place when we can call out for people for things we dislike. Um, it's fantastic. Um, I mean, mentioned the dogs and when we first moved to Costa Rica, Oh my God, you'd walk in Capos. There'd be 30, 40 dogs, just wild and mange and sick dogs. And is it perfect? No, but is it better? Uh, Yeah. It's a million times better.
1: Oh, for Um, sure. For sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, like both the dogs that I have, they're, they're, um, they're both Tico dogs, right. And they're both Zaguapas. So, you know, I, I didn't, I, I moved here initially with uh, with a puppy, with a German Shepherd puppy, but uh-huh. and ended up ever since. And just uh, you know, li- Lily, she since passed last year. But you know, just just adopting Zagwatzes, and I rescued a little puppy and gave it to my parents and in yeah. uh a few weeks ago because they just built the, their new house. So that was exciting. And I was like, oh, here you go, surprise! And I brought them <laughs> again, an eight week old puppy <laughs> that found me. No,
0: you didn't. Yeah. You did not. Really
1: His name is. <laughs> His name is Canelo. He's the cutest little thing. We think he's going to be like a little hot dog dog, like a little, what do you call him? A little like shorty a, dog with short yeah, legs. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The dachshunds, yeah. Yeah, dachshunds. And
1: <laughs> just so cute, so stinking cute. But yeah, I, I, I took him. I took him, and he has a great little home now up there. <laughs> he's living on, the, living on the Fink over there. Super cute. So.
0: Well, we have a, um, I don't know if you heard him or her squealing in the background, but we have a pig now. Uh, no way. F- yeah, uh my wife had always wanted a, a you know baby pit and you know pop belly you know oh teacup pig and this was widely known and we've had so many dogs and animal rescues i mean literally you know dozens and i I've, I've whittled it down to now we have two dogs and a cat i whittled it down oh my God. years of grinding but the
1: pig the pig
0: <laughs> and then my former one of my former best friends No longer a friend, decided that it was a good idea to give my wife a a pig on her birthday. Oh Um, my God. But she
1: kept it. She kept it. Well,
0: what are we going to do? I I mean, literally, it was almost a joke. It was basically done as a joke like, oh, bring the pig to the birthday party. Like, she rented the pig for the day. And my wife saw the pig. Tears of joy. It was like she gave birth to her, you know, a baby. Oh girl.
1: my god, that's so funny. And so the
0: pig could not go back. It was there was no. The pig
1: was staying. The pig was saying You might go. Pig stand
0: pig. <laughs> Let me just You're say out. this: pigs He's are in. not dogs. Pigs are not dogs. I know,
1: no, they're not. I think they're more work. I could be wrong, but uh, I don't have. Yeah, a
0: pig. yeah. It's I, I would, like I would rather work. have you know twenty little Dotsons than than the. Oh <laughs> one
1: my of these. gosh. I can only imagine. I can (laughs) only imagine. Don't ever do it.
0: Don't ever do it. Oh, don't
1: worry. I won't. I won't. I'm surprised I I have two dogs, to be honest with you. The
0: the pig teaches me this. I've never experienced this before. But an animal with a complete one-track mind. Complete. There is food, and then there's nothing else. Sleepy. It is just the laser focus. Laser focus on food. Food or sleeping.
1: (laughs) Even when she's sleeping. sleeping,
0: it's just, was that food? I mean, it's just oh, never, that's
1: so funny. I just can't believe it. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's awesome though. You're a good but, husband, uh, let him stick around,
0: but Hey, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining me. That was Thank awesome. You.
1: I, I appreciate I it. it you gave,
0: awesome. Gave people some awesome tips on, uh, on Costa Rica in general. Uh, good luck with the show and maybe we'll have you on a little bit after it, it, it shows and we can, uh, we can talk about for
1: it. Sure. But. For sure. Well, I'll send you a clip and we'll, we'll uh, circle back soon. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a good evening. Ciao.